The Ask a CEO Show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning agency telling personal and brand stories for more than 30 years. From strategy to production and execution, they are a true full-service agency. Check them out today at LorraineGregory.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome to a special edition of Ask a CEO interview series. I'm Greg Demetrio, the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications. The purpose of the Ask a CEO series is to get a look behind the closed door in the C-suite and find out what really goes on in running some of the important companies on Long Island. And uh, so today we have a very special guest, Mr. David Hunt of Hunt Corporate Services. And we're gonna talk to him about how this crisis has impact, impacted him, his life, his family, his business, and what we see as uh, the long run. Okay, so welcome, David. Uh, I'd like to tell you a little bit about David first, and I don't want to misstate anything, so pardon my, pardon my uh, notes here. David's been in this business. He's got a real estate practice that's been in around since... Uh, 1973. He's been in the business. He's been a top broker on Long Island, in the region, across the country. He holds the three top, <clears throat> most prestigious uh, certifications in the real estate industry. He's been named a top broker by Long Island Business News. He's been a top 20 power broker perpetually in the industry. He's authored over 120 real estate articles. <clears throat> He's a regular columnist on the New York Real Estate Journal. He's an Eagle Scout. He is the president-elect for the Boy Scout, Suffolk County Boy Scout Council of the, uh, uh, of the Boy Scouts. Um, he's a graduate of Georgia Tech. He's the holder, I told you, he's the holder of the three most prestigious designations in the real estate business. And he's well-known and universally respected by his colleagues, his peers, and even his competitors. So welcome, David. Thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with me. If you my would, absolute, it's yeah, my absolute okay. pleasure, Greg, and I, I cannot walk on water. <laughs> well, that's a matter of opinion, David. So, you, you know, you know, I'm your cheerleader, so it's okay. All right. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about a yourself uh, and uh, something about how corporate, how Hunt corporate services is a bit different in the real estate business. All right. Well, uh, we're sheltering in place like everybody else, my wife and I. Um, I'm lucky in one respect in, uh, uh, with our firm, and that is um, we had the capability of um, remote access oh, over a decade ago. 
the VPN tunnels were set up, the server was set up, uh, our security was in place. Not every employee uh, at the time, but key employees had access to the office. Um, so we were able to pretty quickly mobilize and get everybody um, uh, remotely operating for the company. Uh, we were also lucky enough uh, to um, have in place uh, a voice over IP telephone system, and we already had remote telephones um, in, in people's homes before the crisis. So we amplified that. So we're in pretty good shape. We're answering the phones. Um, we're set up so that uh, if you want an extension in my company, it rings to the salesperson's um, uh, cell phone. Um, so um, uh, we're doing pretty well. And we're lucky in another respect, too. You know, a lot of businesses are, um, I don't like to say hand to mouth, but the business model is you're, you're paying your employees at the end of the week based on the receipts of that week. Um, our pipeline is 18 months long or thereabouts. And so we're, we're used to um, um, working with cash flow. And, you know, we have a steady source of income. Um, just from past business. So we're able right? to sustain ourselves a little bit longer than a lot of companies. That's a, that's a good position to be in. Many people are back to what you said, hand to mouth. Uh, the poor restaurant people were only good for a month or two, max. Uh, I worry about them coming back. But in, in your business, the commercial industrial real estate business, uh, you do an awful lot is face-to-face. So how does that impact your day-to-day operations now in terms of trying to do deals? Well, you actually referenced, referenced uh, something um, in your first question that will explain a little bit about our face-to-face operations. So um, unlike most traditional real estate brokers, um, our firm only represents our clients by contract. Um, so we have a contract to represent their interests, whether they're on the buying or the selling side of the equation. Um, so we have fewer clients uh, than our competitors, but our work for our clients is much more intensive. Um, I have to say that we rarely see clients on our office. We're, all, we're almost always going to them. Um, Greg, I don't need to tell you, we're in a Zoom world now. Uh, you and I are not in the same studio together, and we would have been a month ago, right? Yeah, that's um, correct. So, um, you know. I miss my studio. <laughs> yeah, this is this is certainly a change that we're all um, uh, learning to live with. Um, but so, but in terms of face to face, oh, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'd call it ninety to ninety five percent of my business is email, telephone, and now Zoom. Okay, what about the what about those situations where you have to actually show a building? Uh, you do that social well, distance with masks and gloves, or yeah, that's what we're doing. I, you know, but you know, I, it's not it's not like we're showing buildings every day. That's it, it's you know, it's a, something that you might do once or twice a week. So, gotcha. okay. limited number of people, six foot um, masks, gloves, the whole nine yards. Really? Um, you know, I put brochures on a table. I don't even hand them to a. Um, a prospect Um, so we take all the precautions so we're all trying to wrap our heads around what the new normal might be coming out of this crisis situation what's your view of what 
your business and not only your company, but the real estate business in general is going to look like under those new normal situations? Um, you got half an hour. Yeah, it's hard to know the unknowable, but we all have we all have an idea in the back of our head how we're going to have to change and do do our business a little bit differently than we did before. Well, I have to say, on a, a personal level, and and for our company, um, one thing that is fundamentally going to change going into the future is what you and I are doing right now. And, and, and that's this, you know, virtual conferencing. Um, at this point, after a month of Zooming, um, I've had board meetings. Um, I've had uh, board meetings with 30 people. I've had committee meetings. I've had client conferences. Everybody is used to this. And I have to say, you know, I used to travel half an hour to a board meeting and half an hour back. And now I'm looking at it and saying, well, why? Why would I go back to that? Why should we? You know, with the Zoom platform or or WebEx or whatever you happen to be using, you see everybody as they're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, displays can be put up along with the picture, you know, and, and often it, it's better displayed than it would be in the boardroom. Um, so. Uh, I I think that's fundamentally going to change. I think we're going to be doing a lot more of this, even when it's not required. You know. So you see that you see that as a plus overall. But here's a, here's a follow up question to that, because that may become more more normal to do remotes to do work from home. What's that going to do to the office space requirements from some of these bigger firms? What's going to happen with all that square yeah. footage? I I agree. And the office market on Long Island uh, has really been in the doldrums for uh, the last 10 years. As uh, you know, this trend was already, you know, started a long time ago with firms downsizing. Um, And, um, you know, we have different markets on Long Island and and two of the sectors, you know, in the commercial, well, three of them would be retail, office and industrial. So industrial has been on fire in, in the last five, six years. And um, I have never seen such a tight industrial market on Long Island. I don't think this pandemic is going to change all that much when it comes to the industrial market. The office market, on the other hand, um, I think it's just going to exacerbate a, a problem that's already there. Greg, I'm looking at it and we're running our business remotely. You know, and I'm saying to myself, do I really need, you know, all the office space that we have going into the future? You know, because um, I would say our real estate cost is maybe 20% of our total overhead. There you go. Well, that's substantial. I'm not saying we would totally give up an office, but yeah. So when when you have an office that's got 200 or 300 people in there, and you can make half of them work from home, or at least pretty much most of the time work from home. Right. You're going to take a hard look at that nut and say, "Do I really need this?" Right. You know. So, I guess the really the question is going to be, what's going to happen to all of that space? 
Are they going to split well, them up and make everything smaller? Or what do you think? That's a, that's a really good question. And I think that's kind of an unknown. I, to counterbalance that, I would say that there is a difference between working in an office that you go to and working at home. Oh, clearly. Clearly. You know, clearly there is. So I think you need to look at the productivity in each location. I think one thing that would definitely come into play in our business is we bounce ideas off each other all day long. You know, I overhear a conversation or somebody comes to me with a problem and I know somebody who might know somebody who could solve the problem. You know, there's that kind of interplay. I just, you know, I call it water cooler talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, you don't get that at home. And you wouldn't get it necessarily in a scripted meeting, you know, or a scheduled meeting like you and I are having right now. So the social aspect is definitely wanting. I mean, I wrote an article the other day called For Want of a Hug, because I'm a very gregarious guy. I like to meet people. I like to hug, you know that. Uh, and, And it's like, wow, I haven't seen my kids in six weeks. I haven't had a hug or a kiss from any of them. And it starts to play on you. So yes. you take that into the office. I'm 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 basically the same guy at the office as I am at home. So all my people know that there's kisses and hugs going around the whole place all day long, and and, and laughing and carrying on and like you said, ideas. And I'm just wondering how much that is going to be lessened. So sad. So sad. I think there's going to be a balance when all is said and done. This is, is this is going to be balanced out. There is absolutely a core need for office space. Yeah. Um, but I see businesses, perhaps like myself, evaluating just what do we need in the office and what can be accomplished outside of the office. So, you know, the world goes on in spite of all of these strictures and regulations and distance and isolation. It still goes on. And day-to-day has to happen. So tell me, how has it impacted you and your family in the crisis time? Um, My wife and I are incredibly blessed. We still live in a big home. (laughs) So if we need some privacy or some quiet time, we have it. Uh, I'm not living in a two-bedroom apartment with four children. so. We have that. We're also on an acre and we've got hiking trails behind us so we can get out and get some sunshine and get some exercise and, um, you know, basically be safe. And finally, we're both introverts. We, we have developed our introversion to a fine art. We're happy with our books, you know, with our music and playing Scrapple. And um, so um, I have to say that, um, yes, it certainly has been um, something different. Shells ring at home for the, the, the past five weeks. but um, I keep locking up the sharp implements just in case. You know, <laughs> So, all right, so now, necessary. Uh, one of one of the things that that you do that's a little unique is because of your Eagle Scout status, you've taken on the role of coaching and mentoring Eagle Canada Eagle Scout candidates. Mm-hmm. How is it all Zoom now? Is it all virtual now? It has to be. Yeah, it absolutely has to be. So we're we're working our way through that. I have. Uh, 
we have about, um, and the district that I handle as an advancement chair is uh, basically the entire township of Huntington. And we have a hundred Eagle projects in progress right now in the town of Huntington. So, um, and one way or the other, they come through me um, uh, for approval or I'm processing their paperwork. Um, so today um, I'm using Zoom, um, e email a lot. I am holding off on, I have about 10 Eagle boards of review that need to be done. I would really much rather do those in person. And we have some technical issues with signing documents and so forth and, rec and reviewing recommendation letters, which is just very difficult to do with Zoom. Mm. If we have to, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I'm hoping that we can get to a place where scouting will allow social distancing, six feet, gloves, masks, and we can have a eagle boards under those circumstances. One more question before I let you go. CEOs everywhere are struggling with the same things you and I think about our business every day. How, how are we going to get out of this? What's it going to look like when we reopen? What's the future look like? What's the economy? How long is it going to take for the economy to come back? In parting, what advice would you give your fellow CEOs? I have to say that I guess sort of goes to my philosophy of life. It's one of the reasons I, I can remain calm. Um, if I can control something, I'll control it. If it's out of my control, I'm not going to worry about it because there's nothing I can do about it. Um, so, so many times in my life, and particularly now, uh, my philosophy is I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm going to do the right thing. And um, I don't know where we're going to end up, Greg. I, I think everybody's basically agreed that the, the, the normal on the other side is going to be a new normal and not what we're used to. And I would agree with that. How long it's going to take us to get out of this? I don't know. But I'm, I'm betting we're not going to be seeing anything that resembles what we left until January. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're, that's pretty correct. Uh, I think it's going to take a while for the dust to start to settle. So we could even see or even attempt to look over the horizon to see what's coming at us. Hopefully nothing more dramatic than a snowfall. Right. Yeah, I hope I hope so. I, I think what's going on with the on again, off again restarting is um, you know, maybe not the best idea in the world. Yeah, it's I think people are chomping at the bit six or six or eight, some people are home eight weeks already. So I think they're chomping at the bit. No, and I think, there's no question about yeah, it. We all are. You know, emotions are starting to run a little high, uh, but I think we all, all need to be calm and understand the balance that we have to strike so that we, we protect the most vulnerable and, and we get to open up, at least in some organized way, uh, so we all know what we're doing. So I want to thank you supremely for today. I really appreciate you sitting down. I appreciate your expertise and your knowledge and your advice. So thank Absolutely you. my pleasure, Greg. Thank you, David. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button, and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.